Welcome to the Readings Podcast. My name is Fiona Hardy and I work at the Readings Carlton store and the Doncaster store and I also write the Dead Right column for Readings Monthly. And I'm here today to talk about some upcoming crime releases and news with my colleague, De- colleague Deborah Crabtree. Hi, I'm Deborah Crabtree. Um, I'm also a Readings Carlton staff member who um, does like to read a bit of crime um, and I'm here talking with Fiona Hardy, our crime specialist. <laughs> That's what people keep calling me that and uh, I'm like, oh, are, I don't know. Seems a bit suspicious to be such a specialist in crime, I have to say, but I'll go with it. <laughs> so how did you, while we sort of talking about that how did you get into becoming a crime specialist it's interesting like I'd always kind of read like I read quite broadly up until I became the crime specialist like I read a lot of different things and I had like my collection of all the Agatha Christie's secondhand battered copies and I always quite liked it but actually it was because the colleague who before me wrote Dead Right she went on holiday and she was like Fiona you can write this while I'm away and I was like oh yeah sounds like a breeze and um I took it on for a month or two while she was away and she came back and she's like yeah you know what you can just keep going with that and I was like all right, let's just keep going. And then it went from being just a couple of paragraphs and because I'm just a known prattler, really, it just kept growing and growing. And now I took over now I take over that whole page to myself. I'm like, no ads can fit on that. It's all me <laughs> talking about it everything. So, well, <laughs> so yeah, now you know, it's it's interesting to actually have a specialty. Um, I do try and read around crime as well, but it is hard. I do have a child, so I'd read a bit of like kids books as well, but mostly it's just picture books, which is quite easy to fit around, <laughs> like the larger books too. So yeah, and how about you? What kind of brought you to crime? Look, Agatha Christie has a lot to answer for. <laughs> she does, doesn't you she? Know, <laughs> she? God bless her. You know, um, Devouring Mum's Christie collection, mm. you know, uh, Sherlock Holmes, um, you know, getting into all of that at a really young age. Then reading widely, not just crime. I went into a bit of a horror phase, which is not far oh, away yes. from crime. Um, then found myself working for Kill City in um, various incarnations, the Greville Street store, the Chapel Street store, um, and then after I left there, being asked to be a judge for the Ned Kelly Awards, um, then being asked to be a judge for the Davitt Female Crime Writing Awards, and, you know, working with you and and being involved with the um, Australian Crime Writing Association with you as well. Um, And yeah, so, you know, I do love reading crime. I don't think I've read enough crime this year, so I'm counting on you to tell me what to read, Fiona. I have managed to read some crime this year, so... Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff coming out as well. I have to say, I was um, when I was just finished uh, the Dead Right for March um, last night actually, and I was going through, and it was one of those ones that it was really hard to decide on the book of the month. Like mm. I, so I get get a few reading copies from publishers, and then I have to, you know, I read as much as I can of all of those and review them, and one of them becomes the book of the month. And I don't, of course, always get all of the books. So some of them I was really, you know, reading, writing these little reviews and trying to blurb them and work them out, and thinking, oh, I wish I had a copy of this because this just sounds much like super amazing. There's some pretty great stuff out there. Um, my book of the month for next month is The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle oh, right. by yeah. Stuart Tupton, which I just, that was one I finished reading last night, super late, hold up in bed going, like the TV was on the other room and like shutting all the doors. I need my brain space to do this one. It was, um, it's a really interesting high concept type of novel. Mm. So you start the book with this man running through the forest yelling the name Anna and he st- stops and he's got no idea why he's there what's happened what's going on he's just got no clue doesn't know who he is um 
there's a scuffle in the forest. He he, he sees a woman in black running away yeah. and someone following her. Then the gunshot. Um, and then he's can't figure out whether he should chase after. Or he's he's a bit too scared. Doesn't quite understand. And then someone's behind him. Drops a compass in his pocket and says east. And then runs off. And then he's Ooh. like, oh, do I listen to this man? What's going on? And it comes about that this man is a doctor called Sebastian Bell, except not really, because what he who he is is actually Aidan Bishop, a man who is going to possess over the next eight days eight different guests at a party in, I would guess, Victorian era mm. um, England um, to try and solve the death of Evelyn Harcastle, who will die at the end of the night. Right. Um, and to figure that out, they... Yeah, he, he must inhabit all these different guests, including the, the good doctor. Uh, I wouldn't like to give too much away yeah, to say who yeah. the other guests were, <laughs> to be honest, but suffice it to say not all of them are good people. Not mm. all of them are very athletic people. Some of them are terrible, and it's hard for him to fight the urges that these bad people have and try and solve a crime when they're trying to get up to much more mischief right. or run away <laughs> or... or uh, it was just, it was enthralling. It's a brick of a book. It took me a while to read through. And, you know, I'm getting about halfway through and I felt like I was already at the end because so much had happened, but there was still so much more to come. Right, right. And it was just it was so fascinating to read right. and it was so twisty and all these things that come up later and these clues. It was, like, it was, obviously it's a bit of a sci-fi kind of concept, yeah, but yeah. it was just executed really well. Um, I loved it. Great. And do you think it's um, with cause there's the sci-fi aspect or the sort of slight genre mm. twisting, do you think that that helps when you're reading so much crime? Because you do find a lot of crime does fit into a formula at some times. And, and I think, I mean, I find with the crime that I'm reading, the best crime that I like is the stuff that just... It, it pushes the boundaries of yeah. crime and it's not strictly crime but something that will play with with the genre. Is, is that something that you, you sort of like about it? It is. I, yeah. I think it is because obviously, you know, we kind of – we read crime and we do enjoy the kind of straight – there's oh, a detective yeah. um, he's got an alcohol problem and an ex-wife and trying to solve a case that links into his past, which is the plot line of most things. But and we like that. But just mm. to every now and again pick up something that – if, like gives you the comfort of knowing it's your genre but just really yeah pushing those boundaries and yeah. just making it something so different and just like it was so refreshing like I really wanted to barrel through it instead of you know sometimes you're like okay yeah I guess I'll read it but I was like oh I want to read it now I'm trying to pick it up while my family's doing things <laughs> elsewhere in the room I'm like oh they're, they're there for five minutes I'll just read a little bit more that kind of thing I really yeah you're right yeah, anything that kind yeah. of pushes at the the genre is just like it's really fascinating and just makes it so much more interesting. There was actually one more book this that I um I've put in for this do month. Do tell, do tell. I'm just going to shuffle through my papers, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure how this is going to sound because I just need to remember the title because I can't remember any titles. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible at such things. Um, it was the Blinds by Adam Sternberg. Right. So, which is about this community in rural Texas and. Essentially, the residents there are people who have been had their memories wiped, and they don't know whether it's it's to do with crime. They don't know if they're in witness some kind of witness protection or whether they have committed the crime because everyone's had their memories wiped, and all they are are in this community together trying to figure out how to make a community um, with such things. And the uh, basically some new people come in and everything is shaken up but like that whole concept as well was a little bit sci-fi like actually having your memories wiped and then everyone living together not knowing who's suspicious and who's not 
And to be honest, it's a bit like that with the seven deaths of Evelyn Highcastle as well. You're like, you don't know who is suspicious and who's not and who could be you, like, you know, because they're wandering around that same house at the same time Mm. as those other bodies are because it's that same day repeating over and over again. Um, Yeah, which I don't think I mentioned the first time, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, they actually experience that same day each time in a different body. Yeah. I'm jumping back and forth between two (laughs) books now, sorry. But, um, yeah, it was another kind of, yeah, high concept novel and it was just, I looked at that and I was like, that sounds great. Just really pushing yeah. it, so yeah. And I like the idea of, because um, I one of the crime books that I have read just recently, um, I've been doing a lot of non-crime reading <laughs> for another award that I'm judging, which isn't a crime-based one, but I read, of course, the book that has a lot of hype that's just come out, which is The Woman in the Window. Uh, we were trying, um, she was trying to tell me about it downstairs yeah. and I was like, no, 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 save it up for a so, yeah, need to know. AJ Finn, um, The Woman in the Window, and this is one of those ones that, also plays with things that you think are happening aren't actually really happening and there Mm. are so many twists and turns. Now this has had so much hype and as I said to Fiona downstairs I have a problem with books that have hype. I think we all do when we work (laughs) in a bookshop. We get cynical um, there's a lot of hype and then you read the book and just go oh no it's awful. (laughs) Well I'm pleased to say The Woman in the Window was a really pleasant surprise. Um, It's very well I won't say loosely based on Rear Window by Hitchcock it's very strongly um, influenced by Hitchcock Mm. Um, so suspenseful like he really has captured the um, I guess the the spirit of Hitchcock Um, within the book what basically happens you have have a woman who has agoraphobia Um, she's a child psychiatrist um, and she is living alone at home and, you know, her amazing place, it's like five storeys in New York, looks out, the windows look out across a bunch of neighbours. So she spends her time just, you know, being a voyeur and watching her neighbours. Um, she sees a woman get murdered, but does she? Now, this character is, she's an alcoholic, um, she's on a whole lot of different sort of medication, she watches lots of Hitchcock movies, um, black and white films she's you know no one believes her but you kind of the twists and turns I mean I had a moment in the book where I actually said out loud oh my god you know I was so (laughs) surprised and I really loved that I powered through it in an afternoon and was just yeah I really enjoyed it so I can say that the hype is some you know it it, it's well deserved you know it's a great I really enjoyed it Oh. And if you love Hitchcock, yeah, this really captures the spirit of it. Oh, that's so, it's so good when you have like a literal visceral reaction to yeah. something, you know, you throw a book down and you have to be away from it. I remember doing that once or <laughs> like actually shouting at the book or yeah, yeah. it's just such a, I'm, I'm really grateful to hear that something that has had so much hype because yeah, was, I've just been seeing it everywhere. And yeah. And look, the writing was really beautiful as well. So it was, it, it almost had a kind of um, a literary feel to it, even okay. though it was, you know, the plot was just so many twists and turns and you know it was fantastic so yeah definitely um yeah I'm happy to sell that one yeah oh that's really great to hear um one thing as well as all these books that we've been reading um is that there's been this new prize announced um yes which is the staunch prize I believe it's called and I think it started in the UK Mm -hmm. um and now I've got my little notes here about that as well. It's uh, so you yes. can go, Deb. I You've got you look very I prepared. Me, a prize. <laughs> it's it's a prize for 
thrillers where no woman has been beaten, stalked, sexually assaulted, raped or murdered. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on, on this as a prize? I think it was so Deb and I work together mostly on Fridays and the first half hour of our shift is often spent in front of the crime <laughs> section having a bit of a chat about what's been going on. And um, we've both talked in the past about how insufferable it gets when everything in a row seems to be, oh, let's tie, let's put a woman in a box in a basement and let's do this thing to, to women. And it, it doesn't always seem to be for a purpose. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously there are really bad things that do happen to women in the real world and there's no point in pretending that that doesn't happen, but just... No, and I think it's important to to address that mm. sensitively and, in, you know, mm. in a, and a crime novel is a great way to do it. But like you said, you do you know, violence against women as entertainment is really not pleasant when you're reading it. You it's know? not. And I feel like you can tell when you're reading it whether it's being done to, for a purpose to say something about what's going on or whether it's just feels like some kind of guy who's just sitting there thinking about his kink and writing yeah, it out. Yeah. And it's a bit gross sometimes or just boring. You're like, I've read this kind of thing before. This isn't doing anything new. We know that you know, people hurt women. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that's just, if that's the whole story, that's not a story. So to do something like this, I think, is really going to, I reckon, push a lot of writers into trying something really new, mm, trying to think mm. around if you if, if there's women in the story and we don't actually have to stalk or hurt them, like, or murder them or anything like that. You know, like, often yeah. doesn't happen to men in yeah. stories. Like, and I, and I think it's probably, it's quite a challenge as well. Like, I, I was looking for books crime books that didn't have any of that and it's almost I found it almost impossible I mean mm -hmm. my, my, I'm still kind of racking my brain for some things and when I think oh yeah this one but then there'll be a point where I go oh no this person's been tied up by this man and you know <laughs> yeah. forgot about that and it just seems to be right through um so it's interesting I mean I wonder can we you know with with thrillers people are getting hurt men and women but um, can we? Can we? You know, it'd be interesting to see what a writer does where yes. the challenge is not not to have the violence against a woman in the book. Because um, yeah. yeah, I found it real hard as well. I, 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 someone asked me, well, what would you recommend that would fill mm. that? And I was like, I couldn't trust myself with any book on my shelf that I hadn't flicked through recently to make sure exactly that there yeah. wasn't just some small scene where something like that had happened because it happens so often that you just end up not really noticing it in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah especially the smaller things and stalking, I guess, is quite a broad term. You're like, if, if someone's trailing, tra you know, tracking you, sorry, mm. if you're a detective and someone's tracking you, is that counted? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so it, I think it's some of those um, those categories or those, it's the, you know, where do you draw the line to, mm. to decide? So it'd be, look, I'm really curious to see what yeah. what wins the Staunch Prize, what sort of books come out because of it. You know, I'm... I'm how many books are entered? I would be mm. really interested to know how many even made it in, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. like. How many books out there? I didn't actually. I couldn't figure out. I'm not sure if you have what the prize is beyond the name. Like yeah, if there's a I, financial I think it's very, prize. Very very early days, so yeah, I'm not. Okay. I'm not sure either. But um, I'm sure that will all come out as yeah. it as it goes on. But I really I really appreciate it that it's been like put forward as a prize. Yeah. Really interested to see. And even I think like both you and I are writing our own crime books at the moment, of course, because <laughs> we're working a bookshop. <laughs> just putting that in there. And actually looking at my own work and being mm. like, okay, well, what am I doing to my female detectives? Yeah. Um, you know, and... And I think we also have a very strong, I guess, a feminist sensibility. And, you know, we I know with mine that she's a tough 
detective. Well, not mm. she's not a detective as such, but she's a tough crime fighter. And mm. you know, you you're constantly looking at. You don't want to be presenting women in some kind of weak, subservient. You yes. know, and but there is violence in a crime novel, and so how do you approach that? You know. Mm. And um, kind of one of the books that I read for this month as well um, was... Back to the book. Back to the book, sorry. It's, it does tie in in a way <laughs> yeah, that it um, it's not so much about violence. And it's interesting when sometimes you're not sure whether books are categorised entirely as crime because mm. the crimes aren't the bigger part. And um, there's this book by an Australian author who's... Um, there was a bidding war on this one as well, I believe, called Before I Let You Go by Kelly Rimmer. It's All set right. in the US. And it's about this GP and her name's Lexi. And she's been living this very lovely life with her fiancé Sam in her business when she gets a phone call at 2am, which is, of course, how many books start, <laughs> a late-night phone call, um, from her sister, Annie. And her sister, Annie, has been an addict her whole life or, like, you know, for um, her whole adult life. And they have been uh, disconnected for the past two years since Annie did something at her workplace and um, threatened Lexi's way of life and her career. Um, but Annie calls up and she's like, I need your help. And right. Lexi's like, well, I'm obviously getting asked for money. And then Annie says, no, I'm pregnant. I need your help. And so she goes and sees her sister. And her sister has still been using, but she is very, very pregnant. Right. And um, she's Annie's like, you can't. What, what can you do? I need you to help me, but I can't go to the authorities because like, I, she's um, you know, very unwell. Right. She's like, I, I can't go to a hospital because they will take my baby away because I've still been using and her sister's like she just does need help so she takes her to the hospital but her sister's like I need you to make sure that I can keep my child and it's more about what you could do to save someone in that type of situation and of course as many people who know addicts know you can't really Mm. like it is not something that gets tied up in a neat bow and it's a really like it's in a way it's quite rough to read because it's so (laughs) <laughs> like because it is quite realistic in that yeah. type of sense and um that was another one like that that's there's it's hard to know i mean i don't think it would make it as a staunch prize because of other things that have happened in it but um yeah just having a story about how you get to that point and what you could try and do and what you can do for other people and what you can't do yeah. like it, yeah. yeah so that was quite an interesting one as well so it'll be interesting to know that seems to be about to get a high hype train as well oh, so. okay. <laughs> i haven't i haven't sort of heard heard the hype yet but mm. um yeah i'll be interested to have a look at that one too yeah um, I'm trying to think of other things we've been reading recently, um, and we're excited well, about this. Well, what year. I what I have I haven't finished yet. Um, I've just started the uh, Ruin um, by Dervla oh. Tiernan, which has quite a bit of. Um, positive hype from reading staff members that have read it <laughs> internal um, hype. and also so internal hype as well <laughs> as external hype so i was really excited to get a copy of this um which is due out in march this year now i think dervla mcteen and this is her first novel um she is irish born but lives in australia um i think from what i read she had entered a short story in the Stiletto Prize and was kind of shortlisted and um, that kind of encouraged her to write this, I think. Um, And so far, look, I'm I'm about 100 pages through and it's one of those books I didn't want to go to sleep last night. You know, I was reading it last night before bed. I wanted to pick it up straight away on the train this morning, except it was packed on the train and I couldn't get into my bag. <laughs> I think so, she's secretly been trying to read it while I've been talking I, as well. I, like, I think mm-hmm, I have. Yeah, uh-huh. I've been looking over at it. Um, <laughs> look, it it's, um, it's 
the it's introducing a character Cormac Riley, um, who is a sort of detective. Um, it's he he gets it's it's got starts with a really sort of visual scene, very sort of almost quite gothic in nature. You know, crumbling old house. The detective goes out to the house because there's been some kind of domestic violence. So you do have your domestic violence, mm. and um, and he turns up at the house and there's a sort of young girl, young teenage sort of girl and her younger brother, both looking very sort of um, malnourished, um, obviously a house of poverty and upstairs there is their young mother in bed of a drug overdose, um, although you find out that she doesn't have a history of being a drug user. So mm. um, he takes the, the two children um, and the older sister runs away and is not heard of again. Um, and then we sort of cut to the younger child, Jack, as an adult, a young adult, um, with his partner and we start to get a sense of their life together. And then Jack is, is found, he jumps off a bridge and it's considered suicide. However, mm. Nobody saw him jump off the bridge except there's an anonymous anonymous phone call um, saying that, you know, he's, someone saw this man jump off the bridge and the sister comes back and um, has a reason for believing that it was murder. And so then that's about where I've gotten into um, okay. and they're sort of exploring, you know, the, this murder and trying to convince that it's not suicide. And um, look, from all reports, it is just a page turner and an amazing book and I'll be able to tell you all about it when I get to the end. Um, so I'm pretty excited about reading this one. I think it's going to be a, a great book and a great seller. Yeah, it was interesting yeah. to see how many of our colleagues had read it. You know, it was an email going around. Yeah. I got an email from one of my colleagues, Bronte, saying, Fiona, oh, it was so good. And I, I was like, I, oh, I haven't to, read it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to ring Bronte and say, I really need to read this now. And she said, well, I've still got a copy and someone else had a copy and she she tracked me one down. So I thank you, Bronte. Um, I'm so pleased to be reading it at the moment. Yeah. There's um another thing that's coming out this month. There's another book that has been written in the past and now completely by someone else. Now, I'm not entirely confident about my pronunciation. Is it Nio Marsh? Oh, yeah, I, I think Nio Marsh, yeah. Um, the, Nio Marsh, yeah. Yeah, and so she's a New Zealand author and mm. the, the uh, New Zealand's kind of premier uh, literary, crime literary award is named after her That's in the way right, that the yeah. Ned Kelly Awards is here in um, Australia. And so she was a writer at the same time we'll as the Agatha. the Hardy Awards one day. Oh, the, the Fiona and Deborah <laughs> Awards. It'll be, it'll be great. It's huge. Um, she, uh, Nio was named one of the um, a kind of dames of crime along with Agatha Christie and oh, was it Dorothy L. Sayers? And then another one, was yeah. it maybe Marjorie Ellingham? Or, yeah, I think or, I can't remember that. Uh, we no, okay. yeah, I've only really <laughs> been a, a Christie fan myself. Mm. Um, so, so this book was written in the 40s and then stopped after I think about three chapters and then taken up by Stella Duffy who is right. a New Zealand yeah. current crime writer with a lot of books under her belt. And the new one is called, well, sorry, new slash old one is called mm -hmm. Money in the Morgue. And it's a, about these people who are trapped in a storm in New Zealand uh, in a hospital. And her favourite detective, uh, Roger Align, Roderick Align, I've mm -hmm. written it down, but <laughs> I was confident that I could remember it. Um, uh, he stumbles on and uh, there's all these people and they're in a hospital and there's some soldiers and there's some other people there and then the death count rises a bit quicker than you'd expect while they're all stranded there in that hospital and he has right. to solve what's going on. And she said how um, 
uh, sorry, I was reading an interview with Stella Duffy where she talked about how hard it was to kind of adjust to someone else's writing style and how she had to keep reading things and she noticed phrases that she had read um, in other books of her, in other books of Marsha's and had to try and, you know, maybe if she's used this a lot, I can use it in this one and how she was going to write the last few chapters in Marsha's own offices because, like, I think her house is still there, um, I guess, as a kind Mm -hmm. of museum to her. So that'll be... That'd be an interesting one. Yes, I didn't have a copy yeah. of that, but I liked the idea of it. And it was a yeah. shame that I couldn't get a read of it. And I've never read any of Marsha's books, but I know many people think she's just fantastic. Yeah, so. she does have a huge, huge fan base, you know, here even. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and oh, what else have we been reading over the past kind of few months? I'm trying to think. My book of the month for February was um, the Emily Koch. Was it? Oh no, you know what, Deb, you've got the paper in front of you. What's it called? <laughs> Let before... me tell you. Well, <laughs> I I'm going to do some paper shuffling. It's, it's called Before you. I Wake. I can't for it life is, remember if this title. If I die before I wake. If I die before yes. I wake. And this is another interesting one. Mm. It's another kind of high concept in a way um, about this young man who wakes up in a hospital bed and he is completely paralysed to the point where he cannot move voluntarily, talk, do mm. anything. Um, he is only awake when his body wakes his, him up. His eyes are only open when his muscles involuntarily open them. And it turns out that he has fallen during a rock climbing incident and all of his family and friends come by and visit him and just sit with him and talk, but no one really knows what his prognosis is and they think that he can't hear or understand anything, but he can. Right. Um, and eventually he realises that perhaps he did not fall but was pushed. But how do you solve a crime when you're in a body that can't move? Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting. Um, how, well, I won't uh, ask you to reveal how. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, like I got to the end and I was mm. really surprised by how it ended um, in a way that I guess I'd kind of made some assumptions about how the book was going to end and I was completely wrong. Um, oh, that's good. And it was very interesting to be – it was almost like reading it through another reader because, you know, when we're reading books, we're just sitting there watching everything unfold and not able to do anything about it, yes. even when you're like, oh, don't go around that corner. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, God, it's such an obvious clue. Figure it out. He's doing the same thing. He can't – he just can't move. He right. tries so very hard and is just trapped there watching and trying, hoping that people around him will figure it out and the love of his life will figure some stuff out before she's in danger as well um, and seeing, like, the fractured relationships of those people and what they really thought of him. And, yeah, it's just that was a really, really mm. interesting story. Mm. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> I really did like that one Great. too, yeah. yeah. Um, and what other things are coming well, up? Well, certainly what I haven't read but am looking forward to is um, Beautiful Revolutionary, Laura Elizabeth Woollett, you know, who oh, wrote she The wrote, um, love, love of a, a good, Bad Man. Love of a Bad Man, of or course. Good Man, not, they're not your... good men. They're not good men in that story. I don't <laughs> um, know where I got that from. I haven't from. read it yet, but I am excited by the concept and I really loved Love of a Bad Man. That was um, good, wasn't you know, it? Yeah. She's, and this, this new one, um, as far as I know, is um, based on the Jim Jones people. Temple, the Jonestown. So I think she will handle that topic really, really well. Um, So really looking forward to that. Um, And as far as what I've been reading lately, I mean, we've talked about the the woman in the window um, and I've talked about um, the ruin. But I've also I'm also been reading some true crime or Ooh. I would say narrative um, nonfiction, mm-hmm. um, which is for review purposes. But Waiting for Elijah by Kate Wilde, um, she's being compared to Helen Garner, Chloe Hooper, and I think 
Wow, that's some really strong well done. She's a um, look. She's a, a Walkley Award-winning journalist. Um, you know, investigative journalist worked for Four Corners and everything. Um, the book is about Elijah Holcomb, who was shot by a police officer in Armadale, New South Wales. Um, it really delves deeply into um, the mental health system in Australia. Um, the, the policeman being as much a victim as the young, young man that was shot, um, the family sort of situation. And she brings in her own personal issues to the piece as well, which sometimes doesn't always work, but I think she does it sort of really, really well. So I think that's one mm. definitely to look out for. Oh. Um, and I'm about halfway through that at the moment. Um, and. Leona, yeah. what are you reading right now? Oh, right so, now, right I'm actually. Now, there's as a, we wrap this, this as, baby up. Yeah. Well, after having finished the Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle last night, I think I'm going to finish um, one of the crime books that I started to read to review for Dead Right, and mm. I couldn't get the whole way through because I don't have all the time in the world. Which is and by, we're reading about four books at once. Four books at once, right? I don't know. <laughs> which is um, Kill the Angel by Sandro and Dazzieri, um, and it's set in Italy. And the main character, there's two main I characters. Love an Italian crime novel. <laughs> <laughs> this one um, definitely wouldn't pass the staunch prize. Mm. Um, so this train rocks up at a station in Milan, or from Milan, mm. <laughs> um, and the first class carriage is closed and the conductor goes to open the door and he walks in and then no one sees him again and someone else goes in and it turns out everyone in the carriage is dead including the conductor oh and to figure out why um and the main character the detective is going to have to find some help from her colleague dante who is a man with a kind of, of dante, yeah, dante. dante. That's what called. <laughs> love it <laughs> who when he was young was actually trapped in a silo for years like basically held hostage there and so has kind of worked out his own way of dealing with crimes and dealing with people and understanding how things work and um I really look I like I only could read a few chapters because I really wanted like, I wanted to get through that so that I could get through the next thing so that I could come back to then things later and I was really enjoying that one though oh, so great, I think I will come back great. to that and that sounds uh, like something that I would enjoy too so I'm going to add that to my, to my list <laughs> and for any budding detectives to my five-year-old daughter I'm reading Baby Monkey Private Detective which is um, by <laughs> David um, Selznick who wrote oh, Hugo, you mentioned of Hugo Cabret yes, yes. which is a wonderful book and he's a beautiful Australian it's about this <laughs> literally a baby monkey in a detective office and every page is like heavily referencing like um, historical movies and art it's like really highly detailed not that my five-year-old has <laughs> any idea about what's going on and baby monkey basically he gets a visit from like a circus clown who's like someone stole my nose and baby monkey's like oh okay um just let me put on my pants and he spends seven pages trying to put his pants <laughs> on and then he um he goes, finds some footprints and finds like the so snake. High concept. So high concept. <laughs> snake has stolen his nose. And then, oh, and then chapter two. <laughs> and it's a different, someone different stealing something different off another Great. basically giant animal. It's look, it's actually, if you've got some tiny little kids in your yeah, life, and you real really cute. <laughs> need to get crime in there at a young age. You really do, you yeah. Do. <laughs> a lot of justice in this. Well Every, everyone gets caught and tied up. It's great. Well, thank you so much, Deb, for joining oh, thanks, me today. Joanna. It's been so much fun. It's just like we're at work. It really it? is. Yeah. We're hiding at the bookshelves Except we don't have to worry about getting interrupted by customers, which is exciting. We just have a conversation. Thank you. No worries. We'll see you next time. See you next time. 